episode 201 of The Digital Life, a show about our insights into the future of design and technology. I'm your host, John Follett, and with me is founder and co-host, Dirk Niemeyer. Greetings, listeners. This week, we're going to chat about Congress recently overturning the Obama-era privacy rules, what the consequences are of corporations tracking everyone online and selling that data, and the idea of privacy itself as we enter the age of connected devices and AI. So to provide some context, last week, like the Senate before them, the House Republicans moved to dismantle rules created by the FCC in October. Those rules, which were supposed to go into effect later this year, uh, required broadband providers to get consumers' permission before collecting data on their online activities. So it's uh, gone through both the Senate and the House, and so now we're expecting that that President Trump is going to sign that bill into law, uh, which... Who's going to sign the bill into law? Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. President Trump, of course. Still sounds weird, John. Oh, it does. So there, there are a number of reasons why this law is a little sketchy, uh, or at least in my view, and so, so I'm going to detail a few of those reasons. Uh, one is that consumers generally don't have a lot of options for their high-speed uh, internet service providers. So there aren't uh, even three options to choose from uh, most often. Usually there's two, and in some areas that are remote, there's only one. Um, and ISPs, uh, as we know, can see all the traffic that's going out um, over your uh, connections. So, so they get to see everything about your digital life to, to varying degrees, you know, what sites you're going to, uh, what, and what applications you're using, uh, things like that. And that bugs me a bit because you know, we're, we're not talking about just uh, internet access anymore for your computer where you're uh, sort of actively going to websites. I mean, there are all kinds of applications that regularly make calls to remote servers, you know, where you're not even aware that that's happening. Yeah. Um, additionally, with all of the connected devices that are starting to permeate our homes uh, and other aspects of our lives, there are an awful lot of things uh, where your connected device is uh, sort of part of this larger uh, ecosystem of devices, and you really just have no um, uh, no warning about when or where those devices are going to connect. So to, to give an example, there are um, all kinds of, of uh, medical-related devices, for instance, uh, that, that may be making uh, occasional calls to... Uh, to remote servers, and that's not a problem if your ISP is more or less treating this anonymously. Uh, but the minute that you know that can be matched to uh, a real consumer data and then sold to the highest bidder, you know I think that's that's a little questionable. Um, so so that that I have some difficulty with. So the complaint that underpinned this repeal was that there were two sets of rules for online entities. Uh, so there's your Google and Facebook, uh, which are regulated by the FTC, and they have slightly uh, more loose uh, regulations compared to these FCC rules. Uh, what that doesn't take into account is that 
Um, oftentimes when you're using Google or Facebook, you're very well aware that you're using Google and Facebook. And um, while not all of their services necessarily have this uh, opt-in for permissions, people are certainly cognizant of the, the, the uh, benefits and the detriments of using these and, and what kind of data is going out the door. Yeah. With your ISP, literally everything that's going out uh, out of uh, your your computer could be subject to to uh, uh, some kind of monitoring, whether it's sort of directly what that traffic is or just where it's where it's going to. Uh, and now I don't want to exaggerate the uh, uh, the dangers here. Certainly, the ISPs have their privacy policies and uh, are are sort of looking to adhere to those and and make the uh, the consumers feel uh, safe about it. But but. They wouldn't be cheering these rule, this rule repeal so loudly if they really, you know, wanted uh, wanted it to be difficult to sell your information. This would not be a celebratory moment for broadband providers if this didn't make it a hell of a lot easier for them to sort of manage and sell your data. Right. So. So that's the, um, the, the brave new world that we're going into is, is a world where your broadband pipe might also be uh, harvesting uh, bits and bytes of information as you're, as you're using that utility. Um, and I don't, I don't know that I like that, and I'm definitely going to be looking into uh, ways that, that I can ensure my privacy online for sure. In particular, I, I am very much attuned to the fact that we're going into uh, sort of the next era of computing where computing is not so obvious. Uh, it's more built in to the everyday things around you. And I think this, this rule rollback is coming at exactly the wrong time. Dirk? Oh, I don't know, John. I don't know. You know, I mean... Look, this is a trend that is more than two decades in the making, and I'm going to take it back to, to credit card companies. I'm going to take it to grocery store loyalty card programs. You know, those are – I'd rather have my internet usage um, data out there probably than my credit card grocery store. I'd rather have them know what websites I visit in my free time as opposed to how much ice cream I buy. Um, probably the latter would be more <laughs> damaging to me. So – uh, look, I mean, it's it's timely and it's scary in in like the theoretical breadth of how we may imagine this could be taken or what this is. But th- this is just sort of the latest um, the latest frontier in a multi decade long um, deprivatization of personal data um, as relates to things again from from purchase history. Um, you know, on now through to, to browsing history. Um, we've talked about it on the show before where the what we should be afraid of is the fact that the ISPs have everything. And guess what? Now legislation makes it so that we should be afraid that the ISPs have everything. But I didn't need legislation to tell me that. I mean, I, um, you know, I've taken for granted I'm, I'm not going to be a politician or I'm not going to be um, some number of things because the the you know long and sorted history of my time online could be twisted and decontextualized to make me look like a deviant. Um, you know that that exposure was always there. The fact that it becomes uh, more real, um, it doesn't affect me. You know, it may affect other people who 
who were more um, Pollyanna about uh, what the risks were beforehand. But I knew this shit was out there. I mean, I knew, I knew this exposure was there. And I mean, for me personally, um, what it what it has led me to do a long time before now is just to be at peace with everything I've ever done. So if my stuff would come out, if somebody tried to embarrass me, humiliate me, blackmail me, I'm gonna own it all. And some of it ain't pretty, but I'm gonna own it. Like, yeah, I looked at those things, I did those things. This is why I did it. If you want to judge me, fuck you. Uh, this is the way it is. Um, so, I, I, in my opinion, that's how we all should feel. And for people who, you know, who would whose behaviors would extend into the criminal, who who the legal system won't allow to feel that way, I'm I'm sorry for you, bud. But um, you know that that exposure, there's there's some non-trivial likelihood of that exposure coming to surface. Um, so you better figure out how you're going to spin it or how you're going to live with it uh, if if and when it does. So, you know, the, the legislation aside, even I mean, the reality of these things is, you know, before digital, before data, before all of this shit, you know, there's there's the old the old axiom, you know, the truth, the truth will set you free and that the truth, the truth seeks to be out there. Right. Um, and that's just the reality of it. And now that all of these bits and bytes are stored with all of this stuff. It kind of just wants to be out there. You know, it wants to be the next Ashley Madison um, scandal to, to talk about an example of where embarrassing information for some people came out, uh, you know, some some years ago. So, you know, um, you know, should should the lawmakers have laws that keep this stuff private? Eh, probably. I mean, it's in it's in the best interest of the nation if, for example, um, you know, there's not things that are leading to blackmail or even more more straightforward things leading to people being rooted and identity thefted and, and the like. Um, you know, that, that stuff should be minimized. So, yeah, I mean, on a legislative front, we probably just took a, a turn in the wrong direction. But come on, man. I mean, if your data is out there being captured, um, it's going to get out. It's going to get out. Like, let's not get get our uh, let's not get all in a tizzy here. Um yeah, this is how it's been for a while, and if you think otherwise, you're, 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 you know, really being um, a little bit naive. And maybe you should ask yourself, if I'm surprised by this, what else is there about my digital footprint that just is the reality that can and will bite me at some point if I end up mattering in any meaningful way? Um, and and you know, how do I how do I make peace with it? I've made peace with it, John. Yeah, I think so. So to. To pivot ever so slightly uh, on this from from the privacy aspects to uh, data ownership, right? So the um, the congressional repeal of these regulations uh, makes the assumption that ISPs uh, have some ownership over that data. So you no longer have to opt in; uh, they can they can sort of do what they want with the data that they've. Uh, collected uh, via your your browsing activity, I I also think this is this is a land grab uh, when it comes to data ownership because the suggestion is there that because you're on the ISP's pipes that anything that is sort of going to and from your computer they can have eyes on and and own that. That information, and I don't like that supposition because it suggests that aspects of my digital life 
um, because I've decided to use your the water flowing through your plumbing for this this part of my uh, um, my access. Um, it's it's. It's making, I think, a, a dangerous supposition that the ISPs have some some right without asking me, uh, you know, that they can just sort of use this data willy nilly how how they'd like to do that, um, and that I I I think as we develop the uh, continue to develop our our digital lives and uh, think about all of the the data that gets collected over a lifetime, um, I'm very much of the opinion that that the consumer should have some ownership in that data. And we can talk about the different aspects of that. Maybe my browsing data, uh, you know, I, I don't feel as strongly about as, you know, say my medical data or my genomic data or what have you. But there are definitely uh, flavors of uh, more sensitive information that you could determine by looking at my, you know, browsing. So if you're going to WebMD and you know you're looking up, you know, diabetes or whatever, there there are there are, uh, you know, depending on on you just what, got flagged, John. You're out of the yeah, you're out yeah. of the future health insurance, buddy. So so what 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 whatever it is. I mean, I'm not saying that ISPs are going to be collecting, you know, your search. Um, your search history that's well, they're, that, they're collecting it all that that's uh, certainly in the realm of uh, possibility for our friends at Google and um, just ultimately if if we don't have some sort of stake in the ground as far as you know this is data I'm generating uh, uh, it, it goes beyond the sort of permission marketing that this is being framed as and and starts to move into the realm of uh, ownership of a resource, and and that's and that also sends up a flag for me. Yeah, so I say this as an anti-capitalist, um, but it, it feels like something that should be an agreement between the company and the individual, and the free market should sort it out. Um, now, there might be regulation that prohibits that. So, you know, I think in some municipalities, only certain internet providers can provide service. So there's there's some naughtiness there that would have to be sorted. But in the in the theoretical, I mean. Um, you know, if, if I can pay one amount for internet access where they can do with my data what they please or within certain parameters, or I pay another rate so the data is completely mine, like that, that feels right to me that a company could choose to offer internet service and offer a package that if the user um, opts in, that they can monetize the data and they're charging less to the consumer. Where there, whereas there's another service where if um, I don't want my data shared. They can have a business model where I'm having to pay them more for the access, but then my data is is locked down. Um, to me, that feels correct. Um, I don't. I don't think there's anything inherent in. I don't think there's anything inherent in data that makes it absolutely prohibited to be used by a company, um, so long as my consent is part of it. And, you know, um, as long as I'm aware of what's going on, my purchase and use of a system that is so using and monetizing my data, it, it, um, from my standpoint, and I'm no lawyer, but that feels like consent to me. Yeah, I think that works uh, very well if you have some choice in terms of providers. And uh, also it sort of begs the question is, broadband uh, heading towards being more of, of a utility like electric or 
or water or what have you, requiring a certain amount of regulation so that, you know, like you just can't uh, turn off people's electricity and, and water in the middle of winter, et cetera. Like, is that where broadband is headed? Uh, is, it, is it headed more in the utility direction or is it um, uh, more in, in the direction of what Congress is outlining uh, via this repeal, which is it's a service, you have choices, um, let the free market figure it out. It's not, it's not critical um, if you are uh, being highly monitored by your, your service, then it's up to you, you know, consumer beware, buyer beware. Um, it's it's uh, sort of up to you to sort it out. Or is it like, hey, this is critical. You have to have water. So um, if if uh, internet is more like water, then you're going to get you know these these regulations coming back. Although I think there's some niceties to the um, uh, to this uh, regulation repeal that makes it very difficult um, to bring it back, which is uh, unfortunate, I think. But yeah, I. I I, I do think that uh, we're probably not paying enough attention to some of the the intricacies here that are that are just being sort of rammed through, um, and I have have concerns going forward. But I mean, I guess just have to be a better informed consumer. Not much other choice. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, you know, to your point, I mean, companies make that difficult too. I mean. They're not, they're not giving you easy, plain language, quick to understand overviews of what's going on. They're giving you a gigantic terms of service that nobody reads because it's a gigantic terms of service, um, which is a whole other criminal aspect to the way that the legal system works. Um, but to, your, to sort of your framing, I mean, I think Internet should be a utility. Uh, it's, it's, from my perspective, it's an essential part of, of living in the modern world. It's the the sort of informational uh, perspective, the connective perspective. And uh, I, I think things should be more down that path. Listeners, remember that while you're listening to the show, you can follow along with the things that we're mentioning here in real time. Just head over to the digitallife.com, that's just one L in the digital life, and go to the page for this episode. We've included links to pretty much everything mentioned by everybody, so it's a rich information resource to take advantage of, while you're listening or afterward if you're trying to remember something that you liked. You can find The Digital Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, and Google Play. And if you want to follow us outside of the show, you can follow me on Twitter at John Follett. That's J-O-N-F-O-L-L-E-T-T. And of course, the whole show is brought to you by Involution Studios, which you can check out at GoInvo.com. That's G-O-I-N-V-O.com. Dirk? You can follow me on Twitter at dnemeyer. That's at D-K-N-E-M-E-Y-E-R. And thanks so much for listening. So that's it for episode 201 of The Digital Life. For Dirk Niemeyer, I'm John Follett, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>